This is ASI episode 61. Go! for your soul there's there's no botox for your soul unless it's the addiction right you botox one too many times there's a certain uh certain place you got to get to i don't i don't know man it's just weird uh there's having a difficult show here today i i promised to, i didn't promise i guess i said that i would do a uh <clears throat> kind of a strategy guide stuff for the addiction on a, on one of these episodes and really to be honest with you it's just stuff I've already covered if you want to go back and download uh, some of the earlier episodes theater of your mind is a good one it's application and strategy uh, I really wasn't going to say anything new to be honest with you um, just you Kicking out the thoughts and unpacking your soul, trying to find out why, you know, why why you want to. So, getting down to the grassroots of recovery is that 
those two things, and I've talked a lot about them on previous shows. I'm going to go into a, a, a few things today. I, I'm just not in a good place today. I'm just debating whether I should have done this show or not, but I'm really trying to think outside myself right now. Not be uh, into myself, but to give this thing away. Continue to give it away. Not getting along with my wife right now real well. We're just not... uh, We're not... Not doing too good right now. Be honest with you. I'm not going to come out here and be Mr. uh, Happy Show Guy, right? Like I'm... uh, Tony Robbins or something. I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to do the show from an honest perspective. I'm not going to be uh, come in here clicking my heels and acting, pretending like everything's okay when it's not. So, pray for me in your prayers. I uh, praying for continued healing in our marriage. It's been a year and a half since I told my wife uh, the horrible honest truth the, the the big bomb going off the one that I tried to suppress the one that I tried to uh, you know not pretend it didn't happen um, counselors telling me I shouldn't tell because you know being vulnerable is not okay which is just wrong you have to be vulnerable sooner or later you do catch up with you but today's show, I wanted to cover a few things, you know, what's on my heart now and uh, some stuff going on. I uh, I talked about a, a guy named Ash who did a, a podcast and he did a blog and some of his stuff. And, you know, he's, the guy's real, the guy's open, the guy's honest, he's willing to uh, unpack his heart, which is... Which is really step one of recovery. You know, you admit you have a problem and you start to to unpack that. Um, But Ash is at a place now where he's just kind of giving up. And I've been there, man. I've been there. I've given up before. But, you know, I just didn't stay down, I guess. I gave up for a while and got back up and... Like, you know, that, and that's the biggest thing, too, is if there's anything, application and strategy, if there's anything I can get you to get your head around is just don't ever quit. Don't ever quit on this thing. Don't ever, ever quit. You know, you get knocked down, you get back up. Well, it's always going to be horrible. It's always going to be terrible. No, it's not. It's not. It's just not. Life doesn't work that way. It's not always anything, Okay. There's different seasons under the sun. There is seasons for crying, and there's seasons for laughing, and there's seasons for joy, and there's seasons for pain, and there's all sorts of seasons under the sun. Well, you're going to be alive through all sorts of seasons, and the enemy is going to want to tell you that you know, you're know you knocked down, and you're going to stay there, and it's just bleak and black, and it's never going to get any better. You know, It's just not true. It's just not reality. So, getting back up is is the place where uh, I'm looking forward to Ash getting getting back up. I sent him a few emails and uh, had him on his blog there. He hasn't put up the last few, but uh, I want I'm gonna pu- I'm gonna put um, 
put something up, uh, Letters to Ash. All right, I'm going to put that on the website. So look for that on the homepage. It's asi247.org. Um, Ash asked me to uh, mention his show, which I did, uh, and his blog, and, and they're continue to be on my website because it's a good example of journaling. I touted him as a leader to a certain extent, but I want you to know the leadership that I'm saying that he is 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 the fact that he's just willing to get honest. And nothing more than that. Can he help you conquer sex addiction? Probably not. But can he help you get open and honest? Maybe, you know. If you can if you can listen to somebody who's open and honest and real, I think that's important because I think a lot of us just aren't. We're just not willing to turn off all the sound and, and, and stop, you know, the MySpace page and the Facebook and the and all that stuff and we we just we just want to fake it and pretend and move on to the next thing while our lives are burning down. While our hearts are, are just messed up. And sometimes it's it's okay to grieve. It's okay to, to be pissed off. It's okay to to you know, to journal this stuff out of you. It's like popping a zit or something, you know, emotionally. It's important. So, um, yeah, I'm going to put letters uh, letters to Ash on there. If you're you're one of these folks who feels like just giving up and just quitting, man, I've been there. I've been there. You just don't stay there. You get back up because it's a horrible place to be. It's like laying in a ditch or, or in a pile of crap or something. You just it starts to smell after a while, and you eventually you get back up, anyways. You really do. It's a man named G.K. Chesterton, who was a writer, philosopher, guy. This guy was instrumental in the uh, conversion of uh, C.S. Lewis, who was uh, a radically uh, elitist college Oxford boy before becoming a Christian. This guy was... uh, one of his big influences. G.K. Chesterton said that faith is a perpetual defeated thing that survives all its conquerors. I love that line. That's uh, Faith is like that. You, you eventually have faith. Another thing he said is that faith and love have to be spasmatic in the best of minds. Um, don't give up. Just don't quit. You know, your marriage, and I'm not in a good place right now. You know what? But I love my wife, and I will never quit on her. I will never quit on her. I had to leave today, and I'm not spending the night with my wife tonight. I, I love her tremendously, and we're just working through stuff, but I, I will never ever abandon and betray her like I have in the past, ever. I love her tremendously and I will never quit. I will never quit on her. Because like I said in a past show, um, you you let your heart get hard, you know? You, you don't fall out of love with someone. You let your heart get hard. You, behind your eyes, let your heart get hard. It really doesn't have to do with what the other person's doing. 
and sure they can be hurting you and, and you know I mean that can be tough but that's really not who they are their sin is not who they are I've said that before in a previous show and, and you know who they are in the core of their soul is, is the person that you fell in love with in the first place so don't quit on your relationship man don't quit on your marriage don't quit just don't quit just get back up because eventually that light is going to shine through anyway then you're going to have to make a choice and I pray that you choose love and faith these are the things that will carry you through God is love you know, and and Jesus is there for you, and and people just, I guess they just don't get that for a lot of the. I, I just don't know why, why we don't understand that. I guess I know for me. Ash said that God's putting me through the ringer. You know, God is not putting you through the ringer. All right, if you feel like God's doing stuff to you or punishing you because you've been bad with your behavior, that's just not true. God loves you and he's there to redeem you and he's there to save you from that. You know, for me, I gave myself over to that crap and it destroyed me. Just about killed me. I I gave myself over to it. God didn't give it to me. I I chose it. I chose it. I chose to numb myself. I chose a false god. Over Jesus, and the and the facts are that Jesus saves me from me. He's not disappointed in you. He's not shaking his head, going, "Oh, there's Russ. He screwed up again." He's he's not doing that. That's just not true. I, I don't. I I just I pray that you understand that. John, First uh, John 4, verse 10, This is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and His love is made complete in us whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him it's 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 about love and it's about atonement you know he paid the bill for us and I've said that a lot I know but this is the truth but Jesus paid the bill we can't earn it Matthew 5, Jesus says, Blessed are you when you're at the end of your rope. Blessed are you who are poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You know, God loves you when you're broken. When your heart is empty, then he can fill it. You know, when when you're busted, when you're broke, when you can't, when you have no more left. That's where God meets you. We return to Him as Father. 
Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. All right, meek doesn't mean weakness. It means you're honest. It means you're you're at where you're at. You're not proud. You're not full of pompous arrogance and haughtiness and, you know. The Message Bible in Matthew 5 says, You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more of God and His rule. You're blessed when you feel you've lost what's most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. That's truth. Galatians 5, uh, I can't remember the exact verse, but the Apostle Paul says, you know, if, if if you got there through works, if you could get there for by being a good person, then Christ died for nothing. You didn't earn it. You can't earn it. God can't love you any more, and he can't love you any less. He doesn't love you any less for being an addict. And he can't love you any more for being the Pope or something like that. You know? I've heard it said that, uh, you know, you put a ladder against a wall, and you say that's spiritual ladder, right? That's your spiritual growth. And the, the person at the top of the ladder is the most spiritual, and the person at the bottom of the ladder is the, the least spiritual, or at least holy, right? You ask a guy like uh, Billy Graham where he's at on the ladder, you would think he'd say, oh, yeah, I'm nine, you know. It's, it's the self-righteous people that think they're nine. All right, Billy Graham would tell you he's hanging on the bottom rung. You know, Mother Teresa said that too. I'm just, I'm just barely there. I'm just barely seeing the light. I'm not holy. I'm not the super holy person. So, you know, I pray that uh, you wrap your heart around that. That your heart understands how much he loves you. And that as jacked up and messed up as you are. You know, if you failed last night. You failed before you heard the show. God loves you. He does not. He's not looking at you, shaking his head, going, oh, you know. He's not. He loves you. And he wants to save you. And the stuff that we choose to save ourselves, it's just, it just doesn't work. It leaves us destitute. We turn to him and he saves us. Prayer and, and fasting and, and just embracing Christ and, and it's just the truth and if you don't understand who Jesus is uh, try and unpack that find out who Jesus is because he's not he's the guy that came to earth he's God in human flesh and he came to earth to dismantle religion religion doesn't work it just doesn't and Jesus came to tell the Pharisees that. The only pure religion is taking care of widows and orphans. It's the only positive thing the Bible has to say about religion. That's in the book of James. Pray for me. Pray for my wife. My kids. 
I pray that things are going to get better. Things are going to look up. I'm sure they will. I'm in a different place now. I'm not drinking. I got water. I'm not numbing myself. I'm not doing this show to save me. I'm not trying to impress you. I don't, you know, I, I love you. I don't need your comfort. I, I, I do love you, and I, and I, you know, I encourage you, if you want to email me, it's russ at asi247.org. But I want you to know that I'm not doing it for a selfish motive, you know, because I have in the past. I looked for the show to save me to a certain extent emotionally. I thought it was a hot shot to a certain degree, you know. If I get honest, I'm not a hot shot. I don't have it all together. I'm a freaking disaster. I ain't got it all together. I'm a mess. The second I start thinking that I'm pretty cool, things start getting messed up. Because I'm wounded. Deep in my heart, I'm a wounded person. And Jesus saves me from me. Jesus saves. Yeah, he saves me from me. You know, when did Christianity get so trite? And get so surfacey? I love what Matt Chandler down in Dallas, Texas says. He says, you know, when did, when did Noah's Ark become some fluffy children's story? You know, we make wallpaper and pajamas, Noah's Ark, all right? That's the day that God killed everyone, you know? And he had favor with Noah because he gave Noah grace, not because Noah was this good guy and all the bad guys sunk. That's not how it works. If you look up the passage, God gave Noah grace. He saw favor with Noah. He gave Noah mercy. So, you know, your Old Testament is full of these stories of of how idolatry killed civilizations. People chose to worship God's stuff instead of God, and, and the pain that we get today has to do with that. God's constantly saying, come to me, be with me. And, and we, you know, it, it's so tough. We're so addicted to ourselves, to this fleshy body that we walk around in. But there's hope. I'm telling you, there's hope. And I feel a, a, a whole lot of freedom and a whole lot of, you know, just peace. Not narcissistic, short-term freedom, but freedom in my heart that I haven't had for a long time it's a better day and I know things are going to look up I'll leave you with a song Um, if you want to uh, download the music from the show you can uh, just go to the website asi247.org click on the music tab and there will be uh, the bands will be on there and you can 
buy the music off iTunes or go to their website and buy it, stuff like that. Um, just kind of a soundtrack for your recovery, you know? If you like rock and roll, if you like this kind of music, if you think that it's the devil's music, maybe you shouldn't, you know? <laughs> it's just not, all right? One style of music's not more holy than another. Holiness is a heart thing, all right? It really is. Jesus said that in, in uh, Mark. Mark chapter 7, if you want to read it. All right, I'll read it for you. It's Mark chapter 7. We'll start in uh, verse 14. I, I encourage you to read the whole thing, but here's from verse 14. This is what I'm talking about. Then Jesus called to the crowd to come here. And all of you listen, he said. And trying to understand. It's not what goes into your body that defiles you. You are defiled by what comes out of your heart. Then Jesus went into a house to get away from the crowd. And his disciples asked him what he meant by the parable he had just used. I like this because it's not very often that the disciples ask well what did you mean by that you know they come to him they get this intimate time with him and they go well, I don't get it what do you mean verse 18 says don't you understand either he asked can't you see that the food you put into your body cannot defile you food doesn't go into your heart but only passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer and then he added it's what comes out from the inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, weakness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. You know, and they talk about NIV throws in this thing, you know, by saying this, he declared that every kind of food is acceptable in God's eyes. That's just surfacy, right? Like that, that verse means it's okay to eat pork, right? And maybe it is, but it, I think he's talking about something deeper than that, right? Like if you listen to rock and roll, it's going to, it's going to destroy, it's going to get on you. It's going to get in your head and it's going to destroy your brain. No, it it, it, it's, it it will if it's your worship music, right? Like, if you want to bang chicks and your heart is full of lust, you, you start hearing some songs out there, and that can just help drive that. It just becomes the worship music for what you already worship. Music doesn't... Music is just music, right? It, it can't grab you and throw you down the stairs, it's what your heart is after. We do the things we do because we want to do them. Not because there's Satan music and they got backwards lyrics in the in the songs and they're going to make you, hypnotize you to, you know, do bad stuff. It's just crazy. It's just not true. We do bad stuff because we want to. And that's a heart matter. It's not a, you know, media's evil and dirty matter. It's what's in our hearts that's evil and dirty. It's why we want to. 
Why do you listen to the music you listen to? Is it going to help your recovery? How does it affect your heart? Can you listen to that music now? Do you even want to if you recover? Those films, do you really want to watch that? If you do watch a rated R movie with nudity in it, can you bounce your eyes off of that? Can you look at your spouse? That would make her feel a lot better. Honor your spouse. But, you know, watching films, why do you want to watch them? Seriously, do you know why? Is it good for you to watch them? Is it is it beneficial for you to watch them? You have freedom in Christ. Yeah, but not everything's good for you. And for a season, you may need to not look at the websites. Not, I, I guarantee you shouldn't be looking at porn websites anyways. But, you know, there's, there's certain things that may trigger you. Unpacking your triggers. Let's get honest about your triggers. Don't think that, you know, filtering software on your computer is going to save you forever. Because if your heart wants to, it'll find a way around it. Pick up a magazine, you rent a DVD. I mean, you have to get to the point where you don't want to. Anyways, it's a song by the Ryan Alexander Band I want to leave you with. It's called Project 2. And you didn't earn it, man. You, you're, you're saved. You, you have salvation. I believe Ash is saved. Saved by the blood of Christ, whether he knows it or not. Whether he's been there or not. And you too, you're saved. Unless you think this thing's all about you. And, you know, I just... There's a story. I'm going to tell a quick story before I wrap up. I, I keep going, but... There's one more thing I wanted to share with you. This is a story by a old pastor named uh, Charles Spurgeon. When Charles Spurgeon said, uh, there's this uh, farmer, and he's got a carrot, right? He grows this big carrot. And one day, the like one day a year, the, the kingdom, you know, the king has a, a day where all of his, all the people that live in his his kingdom can come and visit him and you know talk to him and and he's chosen right he gets to go talk to the king and he's he he likes the king he loves the king he he's very grateful he's got an attitude of gratitude he's he's grateful for the, the little land that he has and the little farm that he has and and he grows this big carrot the biggest carrot in his garden and he brings it to the king right he said i just want to say how great a king you are i think you're awesome and and here's this carrot I'll leave this for you. And the king's like, wow, thank you, you know. Just sees the guy's heart and, and sees his gratefulness for him. And the king is moved and he says, uh, he says, you, you have that little farm, you know, down there by the, by the moat, right? You know, and the guy's like, yeah. And he says, uh, so I tell you what, the, the 20 acres that's right next to you, that's mine and I'm going to give it to you. He's like, well, you don't have to do that. He says, oh, I just, I want to. I want to gift you with that. Go ahead. And the guy gets this 20 acres. And right behind him in the line, a guy witnessing all this is this nobleman who uh, raises horses. 
and he's sitting in there in the line and he's like, wow, he goes, if that guy got 20 acres for a carrot, what could I get for a horse, right? I got horses, man. So he runs out of line, he goes back outside, he gets a big horse, brings it in. He says, King, I love you, you know, I'm grateful that you're my king and I'm going to give you this horse. And the king says, uh, wow, cool, thanks, man, I appreciate that. Who's next? And the nobleman's like, wait, wait, you know, you gave that guy 20 acres for the carrot. I got a horse, man. And the king looks at the guy and he says, The farmer gave me the carrot out of his heart. He said, You you, you gave me the horse because you you want something for yourself. You you didn't give me the the horse out of the kindness of your heart. You you gave it because you you want something for yourself. And I and I think that's a great story of, of how God can discern the heart. You know? Are, why, are, why do we want salvation? Why do we want it? Because God is good? Because God loves us? Because we believe that? Because we abide in that? You know, that's another thing. I, I sent a letter to Ash and I said, you know, people talk about this being baptized by water and there's a lot of a lot of stuff in Christian circles about, you know, I just think there's a lot of emphasis on that. You know, getting dunked in a tank is not going to save you from your sin. It's not going to fix you. All right, Jesus will fix you. And being baptized by fire is getting honest and, and stripping away all the things that we choose to save us and to comfort us that aren't God. And what do we reach for? Are we... Are we like the nobleman and we're, we're getting our salvation so we can get what we want, right? So I can get that that house I've always wanted, you know. I'm going to be a millionaire if I, if I trust God and I get saved. Is that why we get saved? So we can get something for ourselves? Or is it because we just love God and we're asking Him to save us, you know. Just take everything else away, just save me. I need you, Lord. Fill my heart like only you can. I'll love you if, Lord. I'll love you if. No. I'll love you because you have. Jesus on the cross says, It is finished. I've paid the debt heard a guy say the gospel is good news it's not advice all right it's not a set of rules it's good news it's already been done news is a report of something that has already happened okay not something that you have to go run out and do it's 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 already done the ryan alexander band project two uh Russ at ASI247.org. Remember, life is 20% the stuff that's happened to you and 80% how you react to that 20%. I love you guys. Until next time. Bye.
infinite the love of our God who saved us. How intimate the touch and powerful your name, drawing us to Him that we might call Him Father. Still my heart 